Hi everyone, it's Bina 7 back for another 10 minutes movie review. Happy to say I am over my London Film Festival lurgy, but very much missing that wonderful festival. Today I'm going to talk about two films. The first is Nyad, which is going to go on release in the US this weekend. And the second is Anatomy of a Fall, which went on release in the UK last weekend. So first, Nyad. Nyad is a film that completely took me by surprise at the London Film Festival. It made me laugh. I fell in love with Jodie Foster's character. It made my heart pace. It made me cry at the end, but positive, happy tears. It's a conventional sports underdog biopic, but it's just done so well and with so much heart that it's hard not to be swept up in it. The movie stars Annette Bening as Diana Nyad, who was a real-life champion marathon swimmer. And this is something I didn't even realize existed, that people would voluntarily swim for miles and miles in open water through the night for days on end, taking their nutrition while in the water, being so exposed to seawater that they start vomiting, that their lips swell up. It just strikes me as utterly nuts. And Nyad had done many successful marathon swims, but her dream was to swim 100 miles nonstop, so more than two days in the water, from Cuba to Florida. And the problem with this is not only the distance, but the fact that you're swimming through water that is full of stuff that wants to kill you. There are sharks, there are varieties of jellyfish who with a single sting will venomously kill you instantly. So when she tried it in her early 30s, she was swimming in a shark cage to protect her from the sharks. She failed and she kind of gave up on the dream and became a very successful sportscaster. But something about turning 60 and seemingly, I think more in her own head than anyone else's, being written off as an oldie makes her want to take on this challenge again. And, you know, she hasn't swum for decades But there have been advances in technology. So she assembles this kind of crack team of crazies. They're all amateurs. They're not being paid. Um, They're doing it for the love of the challenge and the adventure. So she has an amazing navigator who's played by Reese Ifans, who's tremendous in this role, because you've got to go through the Gulf Stream, right? It's not even a straightforward navigational swim. She gets these young lads who've invented this kind of sonar thing to protect her from the sharks. She gets this amazing biologist who's going to try and protect her from the jellyfish and creates this insane kind of full body mask that she has to swim with to stop the stings killing her. And most importantly, she has her best friend. And that best friend is a lady called Bonnie, played by Jodie Foster in probably the best role Jodie Foster's done in a while, if only because she seems like she's just having so much fun and she's so free with it. And I do genuinely wonder if it's because Jodie Foster is for the first time playing an openly gay woman who's really comfortable in herself, in a really satisfying platonic friendship with, you know, the love of her life, Diana Nyad. It's a wonderful portrait of middle-aged female friendship. We don't often see that on screen. And there's just something really beautiful about seeing Jodie Foster in this role. So we've got Diana, who is often obnoxious, talks too much, very self-involved, but incredibly driven trying to do this marathon swim. We've got Bonnie, who is there to basically keep her grounded, to speak truth to power. She's got a lot of swagger, charisma. It's just a great part for Foster. And the movie is us just following these two women on their quest with their band of crazies, 
as they try and achieve what nobody thinks they can do. I mean, it was slim probability when Diana Nyad was 30, let alone when she's 60. I really like the direction of this film, and it's fascinating that it's been directed by Elizabeth Chai Vasahely and Jimmy Chin, who are documentary directors by background. And they directed a movie called Free Solo, which won an Oscar. I would highly recommend you watch that. Really fascinating uh, sports movie. And they really construct the movie to show you the specifics of the challenges that Nyad is facing. So we never lose the drama, but we're very aware of the technical challenge, which I really appreciated. I also really like the way they use flashbacks and audio from the real younger Diana. So we have a very strong sense of her personality and presence. And it's a beautiful weaving together of the real and the artificial that I really appreciated. I think the resulting film is not just entertaining and involving and moving, but it's also important, you know, just to see older women succeed on film and female friendship and excellence celebrated. It's not that common. Nyad is rated PG and has a running time of 121 minutes. It gets a limited release in the USA this weekend, October 20th, and will open globally on Netflix on November 3rd. Okay, so on to Anatomy of a Fool, which actually won the Palm Door at the Cannes Film Festival this year. It's written and directed by Justine Trier, and it's a really multilingual film, mostly in English, but also in French and German. And actually, language and the inability or the obfuscation of communicating in different languages plays a really big part in this film. The film stars Sandra Huller, who is going to star in The Zone of Interest, a really phenomenal German actress. You might have seen her in Tony Erdman. Um, she plays a very successful author and novelist, and she lives in the mountainous area of France in a chalet with her husband, who is German, who also wants to be an author but has not had the same level of success that she has and their young son, who suffers from a visibility impairment from an earlier accident. So it's just the three of them in this house, plus anyone who comes to visit. And one day, the husband falls from his attic office and is found dead on the floor outside in the snow. And the mother, played by Sandra Huller, also called Sandra, the character, is accused of murdering him. It becomes apparent as we get into the courtroom drama that they did not have a good marriage, that she was a very powerful woman, that she was financially successful, and that he felt very emasculated by this. There was a tussle going on where he was asking for more time to write and for her to take on more of the childcare. Um, but she kind of said, like, don't use our son as an excuse, just get on with it and write. And there's also a tussle over whether she took one of his better ideas and then made a novel out of it because he wasn't doing so. So there's obviously a lot of really bitter, toxic, competitive rivalry there and a lot of stuff that overturns gender norms because it also emerges that um, Sandra is bisexual and had cheated on him with a woman. So here's a guy who clearly feels very undermined at every level of his being. As we get into the courtroom drama, I find it really fascinating because this woman has to defend herself in French, which is not her first language. Even when she gives interviews to try and give her side of the story, her words, which are said in English, are translated. So she never has like complete control over how she communicates. 
And even in their marriage, because he was French and she was German, they used to communicate in English. So there's a lot of really interesting, nuanced stuff about language and language barriers and communication. And also a lot of interesting thematic stuff about what you see and what you interpret. And this is very centered on two things. First of all, it emerges that the husband has been taping some of their conversations as part of his therapy. So that brings up issues of consent. But also, you know, in any adult human relationship, how far are the amplified peaks and troughs of a relationship really demonstrative of what that relationship was? You know, if if we are taped in a relationship on our worst day and our worst moment, how far would that integrate to a courtroom, our intent towards our spouse? And secondly, there's something really interesting going on about how you interpret evidence. And particularly in the case of this young boy, the son, who obviously loves both parents, is very torn between them, and has to go back and pass his memories of his father and mother and represent what, quote unquote, actually happened to the court, but also in his own mind so that he can go on living with his mother, what he feels actually happened on that day. So superficially, this is quite a simplistic format of a film because it's a straightforward, almost... Agatha Christie, who done it, and courtroom drama. But under the surface, I think it's doing really interesting stuff in talking about relationships and communications and memory and interpretation, which is why it doesn't really surprise me that it won the Palm Door. I would argue that for me, this isn't necessarily a Palm Door winner. I don't think the direction is so radical and fascinating that for me it would be a palm door winner. I think it's a very good film and really worth watching. What elevates it for me is actually the acting performances. I feel that Sandra Huller, as always, is really compelling as a sort of unapologetically strong and successful author. But I also feel that Milo Machado Grana, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, he's the actor playing the young boy, I think is really tremendous, especially in the final act of this film. So Anatomy of a Fall has a running time. It's it's a long running time. It's 152 minutes, but I really think it's compelling for every second of that. It's rated R. It played Cannes, as I said, won not just the Palm Door, but also the Palm Dog. Very cute dog in this film. Um, it went on limited release in the USA in cinemas last weekend and opens in the UK on November 10th. So it's another one of these films, a lot of them this award season. They're going to get a week or so, very limited in cinemas and then go on streaming platforms. Anyway, I really hope you enjoy Nyad and Anatomy of a Fall. In their own ways, they're both doing something really interesting in showing strong, compelling female characters. I love that films like this are getting made and are getting awards and recognition. And they're both really worthy um, competitors for your time and attention this weekend. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 